This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome to the month of December, boys and girls. It's the NTL Now podcast, back and ready to roll for another great week. And let me tell you what, it has been uh, quite a week of sports action for sure. Obviously, the buzz these days all about the Canton Warrior football team as the magic run continues. That's right, the Canton Warriors coming back and defeating Old Forge last week by a final score of 20-14. to We'll have some highlights and some post-game reaction coming up here in just a little while and of course uh, also uh, some post-game recap from myself and my good buddy Mitch Rupert as well. He'll be along uh, coming up a little bit later on in the podcast. Uh, Him and I are going to talk about uh, what we saw last Saturday in Danville and uh, whether or not we still can believe exactly what it is that uh, we saw for sure because uh, you know it's been a few days since that uh, state quarterfinal and I've got to be honest I still can't believe what I saw last Saturday, and I'm anxious to get uh, Mitch's opinion on that as well. Uh, Something else uh, I'm actually going to broach with Mitch coming up a little bit later on here in the podcast, too, is, uh, you know, kind of the uh, new flourishing of uh, girls wrestling programs here in the state of Pennsylvania as well. Of course, wrestling season right around the corner, you know, uh, wrestling programs as far as females go now up over 20 in the state. So, uh, you know, I'm curious to see uh, if Mitch feels like, you know, this is going to be something that uh, keeps growing. Have we uh, maybe kind of just got our uh, starting figure right now as to where we are and, uh, you know, kind of just get some insight from him on that. Obviously, you know, he's really big in the know. On the wrestling side of things, you know, it's obviously been one of his big passions throughout his sports covering career. So definitely looking forward to uh, sitting down and uh, maybe getting some insight from him on that as well. And uh, looking forward to that conversation coming up later, too. So, yes, uh, plenty of uh, football, a little wrestling talk mixed in. Also, we're going to do some volleyball talk this week. That's right. Finally, uh, we've been able to uh, catch up with our NTL Volleyball Player of the Year, Aslan Williams of Canton. Looking forward to talking with her coming up a little bit later on as well getting her reaction uh, from the season you know how excited she is to be the player of the year and also uh, what it meant to be on the magical run that the Lady Warriors volleyball team had as well so we've got plenty to dive into this week here on the NTL Now podcast so folks please don't go anywhere kick back relax and enjoy another great episode uh, coming at you this week and of course remember uh, you can download it uh, on all kinds of platforms to tell your friends about We've got Apple and Google Podcasts. We've got Spotify and, of course, the ntlsports.com website as well. So big thanks to uh, all of you out there, no matter what platform you're doing it on. Uh, Thanks for downloading and uh, listening to this episode this week. But remember, still tell uh, your friends and family as well. 
We want more listeners. We want more uploads. We want to keep uh, this thing rolling as uh, it's off to a really good start here in uh, its third season. So really enjoying it. All right, folks. So kick back, relax. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, it's time to dive into some state football. That's right. We're going to hook up with our friends from the homepage network. We're going to get some highlights. We're going to get some postgame reaction and more. That's all coming your way next right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there. If you want to play at the next level, Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton is geared up and ready for the fall sports season. Stop into Jimmy's today and find out about all their great weekly promotions, including Northern Tier Night on Wednesdays for teachers, staff, and employees. Don't forget about Thirsty Thursday with pizza pitcher specials, and of course, football weekends, including Yingling Drafts on Saturday and Miller Lite Drafts on Sunday. Follow Jimmy's Park Hotel on Facebook for more details and, of course, their weekly dinner specials. Call 570-673-8777. Remember, listeners, you can follow the NTL Now podcast online on Facebook and Instagram by searching NTL Now podcast. Of course, also on Twitter as well by searching at NTL Now pod. No matter how you do it, please continue to give us some likes, some feedback on social media. Always glad to have that uh, as we continue on here with another great uh, season of the NTL Now podcast as well. Shane Wilbert back with you and uh, thanks for hanging out here this week, of course, gearing up and getting ready for state semifinal action this coming Friday night. Remember, you can tune in to the live broadcast this week on Wiggle 100. I'll be heading to Altoona along with Brian Bechtel. We'll have that for you coming up uh, with the countdown to kickoff starting a little after 6.30 and then, of course, kickoff slated for 7 o'clock as the Warriors take on Bishop Guilfoyle. And, of course, you can listen to that live on Wiggle 100, wiggle100.com, of course, on the TuneIn app as well by searching WHG so a big thanks to all the listeners out there last week on the radio side too man I got a lot of great compliments a lot of great feedback for last week's radio broadcast always great to have all of you listeners along as well big thanks to uh, all of our sponsors uh, who made all that possible too all right so we're going to talk about the state semifinal matchup uh, coming up here a little bit later on with Mitch Rupert as of course you know we'll recap uh, the past week as well with Old Forge but uh, for the time being let's get into some recap of of last week's action. Of course, it was the Canton Warriors taking on the Old Forge Blue Devils, and that game was held at Danville High School this past week. I'll tell you what, for uh, some highlights of this past week's action, let's turn it over to my good buddy Joe Carrion, the Wellsboro Homepage Network, and let's get some highlights from last week's action with Canton and Old Forge right here on the NTL Now podcast. First quarter, Old Forge in the red zone. James Sobel drops back looks and finds Casey Holzman in the end zone for the first points of the game. The extra point was no good and the Blue Devils take an early 6-0 lead. Second quarter, Old Forge just passed midfield. Sobal rolls to his right and connects with Mario Simone for a 45-yard scoring play. The Blue Devils went for two and converted making the score 
14-0 just before halftime. Fourth quarter, Blue Devils deep in Warrior territory. Sebel takes the snap, scrambles, and lobs it up, but it is intercepted by Austin Allen. A few plays later, Warriors looking to get back into this game, fumble the ball, and give it right back to Old Forge. Next play, Sable takes the snap, gets hit as he throws, and it is intercepted by Hayden Ward. Ensuing play, Cooper Kitchen fakes the handoff, and he connects with Ward down the seam where he runs it all the way to the Blue Devil 12-yard line. A few plays later, on fourth down, Kitchen looks to his right, then looks left, and connects with Riley Parker on a beautiful fade route for the touchdown. The extra point was good, and the Warriors now trail Old Forge 14-7. Next possession for Old Forge. In punting formation on fourth down, Can sends pressure, and it is blocked with Gage Pepper picking it up and returning it to the Blue Devils' three-yard line. Next play, Canton in their heavy set. Parker takes the handoff, runs into his blockers, but uses a great second effort to cross the goal line and go in for the touchdown. The extra point was good, and the score was now at 14-all. Ensuing drive for the Blue Devils on another fourth down punt. The Warriors block it again, this time with Ward flying in and making the play. Neither team would find the end zone again in regulation and the game would move to overtime. The Blue Devils would take the ball first going into the extra period. Each team would get four plays to either score a touchdown or field goal. Here we go. On Old Forge's fourth play in the overtime period, Sable takes the snap, moves around, fires for the end zone, but it is picked off by Wes Bellows. What a nice now the Warriors get their shot. Second play of overtime for the Warriors. Ward takes the handoff, appears to be stopped, but uses a great second effort and reaches across the goal line for the walk-off winning touchdown. Utter pandemonium there in Danville this past Saturday as you just heard those great highlights courtesy of the Homepage Network and, of course, uh, Joe Carrion as well. Great job there done by those guys uh, with all the great uh, video clips and stuff, encouraging you to go check out their Facebook page for a lot of the recaps and stuff from uh, the game action this past week. But, yes, you know, as you heard there from the highlights, uh, just a, uh, a great atmosphere, uh, a great uh, ball game, and, yes, things really picking up uh, as that game uh, really unfolded there in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was pretty much a dominated effort by Old Forge through the majority of it, but as a wise man once said, you've got to play 48 minutes of high school football and uh, you know for 41 and a half uh, it looked like Old Forge was in pretty good shape but uh, for the Warriors they found that extra gear there towards the end and were able to pull out the big win of 20 to 14 there in overtime now of course as I said we'll talk with Mitch Rupert coming
coming up a little bit later on, uh, mainly because uh, we were both there in the press box on Saturday. Uh, really looking forward to talking with him uh, with more uh, kind of a natural insight into this one. You know, some of his thoughts that were going through his mind uh, as this game unfolded. So, uh, yeah, we'll get a little more deeper uh, involved in this one coming up a little bit later on here. But uh, definitely want to take some time here and uh, get some post-game reaction from head coach Tyler Seacrest as well. So for that, let's uh, take a quick moment here and uh, we'll get some uh, reaction uh, from the post-game from head coach Tyler Seacrest. And for that, we'll turn things over to Ed Weaver from the Homepage Network as he caught up with Coach Tyler Seacrest from the Warriors after Saturday's win over Old Forge. Coach, what a turn of events. You're down 14-0 mid-fourth quarter. You come back, you win it in overtime 20-14. to Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, these kids are a special kind of kid. So they don't they don't give up. Uh, they play till the end no matter what, and they just hang in there and keep battling. Yeah, turnovers kind of seem to get you guys early on, but you guys, you know, you didn't quit, you didn't give up, you kept fighting right until the very end, and you come home, and now you're in the Eastern Final. Yeah, it, it's an amazing feeling. I mean, these kids have worked really hard for it. Uh, we got a great coaching staff. Uh, just we work well together, and we're all in. What was your message at halftime being down 14-0 to kind of uh, get the get the momentum back in your favor? I mean, you know, you go from a scoreless third quarter, and then your defense just turned the Jets on in the fourth. Yeah, we kind of really challenged them. We didn't play the well that well the first half, so we told them we had to step it up. And then, uh, of course, they just they just kept playing, and good things happen if you keep playing. And next week, uh, thoughts on that? Uh, it's the first time Canton's been the or any NCL team has been there in quite a while. Yeah, my mind after that game, I haven't really had time to think about it, but we'll definitely be thinking about it the next couple days. Congratulations on the win, Coach. Thank you. Big thanks again to Ed Weaver and the Homepage Network for all their great coverage here throughout this uh, district and uh, state uh, run throughout these playoffs. I mean, those guys have been doing some fantastic uh, audio and video work, so definitely go ahead and uh, give those guys a like on Facebook and continue to follow all of their great efforts here throughout the way. But yes, definitely glad uh, to get some post-game reaction there from Coach Tyler Seacrest. I mean, you can hear it in his voice. He is absolutely ecstatic to be on this dream run run with that uh, Canton Warrior football team and definitely uh, excited to see uh, how the Warriors uh, you know kind of fan out this week and uh, practice as they get ready for the state semifinal which again will be against Bishop Guilfoyle the Marauders the champions of District 6 that will come your way on Friday night as the Warriors will head to Mansion Park in Altoona 7 o'clock kickoff for this one Friday night remember if you cannot make the trip uh, you can tune in Live on Wiggle 100, wiggle100.com on the TuneIn Radio app as well, WHGL. So looking forward to seeing the Warriors again here in the state semifinals coming up on Friday night as we get our next dose of state football action coming up later this week. All right, so as I said, we are going to come back and talk about this one a little bit later on uh, in the podcast. Again, looking forward to teaming up with Mitch Rupert uh, for that. We'll uh, get some insights and uh, you know some more in-depth the talk as far as uh, this past Saturday's game and what to look forward to here as we head towards Bishop Guilfoyle next week and also of course uh, we'll talk a little wrestling with Mitch too because you can't just have Mitch on the podcast and not drop a little bit of wrestling uh, talk as well and uh, looking forward to talking with him about his new adventure as well that uh, he's going to be diving into but I'll let him talk about that coming up a little bit later on but we are going to now steer away from the football talk for a little bit and why because here 
here on the NTL Now podcast. We love to give opportunities to all of our area athletes, uh, no matter what the sport. So we're going to dive into some NTL volleyball talk coming up here in just a bit. We're going to talk with our NTL Player of the Year. That's right, Junior Aslan Williams of the Canton Lady Warriors. We're going to talk with her coming up uh, about the dream season the Lady Warriors just went through. Of course, making it all the way into the state semifinals for volleyball. Uh, what she uh, enjoyed about this coming uh, or what she enjoyed about this past season, uh, what she's looking forward to going forward, and just kind of getting to know our NTL Player of the Year, Aslan Williams. So that comes your way next. Thanks for tuning in. We're back with more coming up right here on the NTL Now podcast. Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, and Saturdays 9 to 1. We are back here this week on the NTL Now podcast, and when it came to being the queen of the volleyball court, well, this Lady Warrior was that this season as we now get the opportunity to talk with our NTL Volleyball Player of the Year from the Canton Lady Warriors, Junior Aslan Williams. Aslan, thank you so much for taking some time to talk this week here on the NTL Now podcast. No problem. All right, Aslan. So, you know, before we dive into the season and all of that uh, fun that uh, you and your teammates had, you know, let's take a a little bit of time here and uh, let's get the opportunity uh, to know Aslan Williams a little bit. So, Aslan, kind of take me back here and, uh, you know, tell me about, you know, how you fell in love with the sport of volleyball and, uh, you know, how, uh, you know, you've improved throughout these years. So, I have to give all credit to my stepmother, Abby Williams. Um, cause I was first introduced to the sport when she got together with my father and I started managing the volleyball team around third grade, I would say, but I was still playing soccer. So I was just like going to the games and kind of get, getting like a feel for the game. And then I would say like maybe around my fifth or sixth grade year, I quit soccer and wanted to full-time manage the volleyball team. So I went to their practices, and I got to practice with, like, people like Caitlin Pepper and Sam and Maggie. And it was just so crazy (laughs) because um, I got to practice with all these well-known volleyball players, and I got to look up to them. And so I kind of just fell in love in love with the sport then and I played club ball in the spring and it's kind of like it's just kind of 
Yeah, it's just kind of evolved, uh, you know, as you've uh, grown through the sport, which is awesome. So, all right, let's, uh, you know, uh, take some time now and uh, let's talk about this uh, volleyball season that uh, just concluded here for the Lady Warriors and, uh, you know, talking here with uh, NTL Player of the Year, Aslan Williams. So, Aslan, you know, as the season is upon you, uh, you know, what are you thinking, you know, individually and uh, team-wise this year uh, for the Lady Warriors? I mean, are you thinking at all at that time that, you know, you might have a legit shot to be the uh, league's player of the year? Um, I definitely was not expecting it, but I have to give all credit to my coaches and my teammates because I definitely could have not received this honor without them. My teammates push me in practice and so do my coaches and they really just made me look good so all credit's due to them you know nobody uh you know uh loves uh selflessness as far as a player more than uh you know the media and such so you're definitely uh, off to a really good start here and uh yes definitely love the fact you know that you are uh, a much credited teammate that's for sure but all right so you know uh, let's kind of talk the team because obviously you know you you love your teammates so much so you know kind of take me into the preseason mind because obviously uh you know nobody runs harder i think than Canton volleyball players once the preseason comes. I mean, uh, when it comes to track time and bleacher time, uh, you girls definitely put in your time, that's for sure. But, you know, uh, what were, you know, kind of some of your expectations coming into this season as the uh, Lady Warriors start getting into practice and camps? So, as everybody knows, or they should know, Canton preseason is hard. (laughs) We definitely do not – put in the lack of effort we run from the morning to the afternoon and we put in the work and this season everybody just wanted to have fun and we wanted to play as a team and grow as a team we weren't we weren't really pushing for the semifinals and states <laughs> that was for sure but we knew we wanted to grow as a team and we worked for that and um and we kind of evolved and we started playing better. And I I don't know how to explain it. We just grew. All right. So let's kind of uh, dive into the season then. You get to uh, about the probably what? Midpoint of the season. Is that when, you know, you and your teammates kind of start looking around and saying, wow, you know, we might have something really special here because it really seemed like from about that point, Towards the end stretch, I mean, you ladies were pretty much either unstoppable or, you know, just kind of hit a rhythm that uh, really had you guys going with confidence. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, our competition was no joke. There were teams we could not take lightly, um, and our competition within the NTL was also um, good competition, and it was good volleyball volleyball for the most part. Um but we definitely did hit a rhythm and we started gaining that confidence to terminate the ball and to make smart plays. And that's when we started really clicking as a team. And that's when we could beat those really competitive teams that nobody thought we could beat. 
Now, of course, uh, the postseason run uh, starts with districts. Obviously, you know, you have a little revenge match with Northeast Bradford as they beat you in the last regular season matchup. You get through that. You get to Galeton then uh, for the district championship. Uh, what's Coach Wesneski uh, telling you girls as you're getting ready to compete, you know, I believe for like what, your fourth or maybe fifth district championship in a row here? Um, she definitely really believed we could win, and she wanted us to win, but she didn't put a lot of pressure on us. She was like, just go have fun, play the sport you love, play as a team, play hard, and from that, you'll get what you deserve. So we went out there, and we played hard, and we won, and that's what we deserved, I guess. Well, districts obviously go your way, so you get the district championship onto the state tournament. You get that uh, opening round win over Blue Ridge, which was great. Now, of course, you know you take another long road trip. You got to go out and play the district five champ, Berlin Brothers Valley. Uh, kind of take me back to uh, that matchup because that one, I believe, went all the way to the fifth set. I mean, that one was a grind to get through for you, ladies. Oh my word, for sure. Um, so. Berlin Brothers, we actually played them our freshman year in states. Well, my freshman year, so two years ago. And we got craned. And, but we came back looking into this game and we were like, we got this. We're not going to think about the past. And we're going to come revengeful and we want this win. And that drive is what won us that game. Because drive carried us through five sets to win that game. I mean, the fifth match was close. And I just think, personally, we wanted it more. And that's how it came down to what it came down to. Because that team was no joke. They were a good team. Now, of course, you know, you get on to Sacred Heart in the state semifinals. Unfortunately, uh, that's where the season came to a close. Uh, no shame there, you know. I mean, obviously, Sacred Heart was one of the team powers that uh, seemed to be in the uh, Class A bracket this year. Uh, what was, you know, Coach West or Coach Wasneski's, uh, you know, kind of post-matchup uh, speech to you girls, you know, knowing uh, that the season had come to a close. But, uh, man, what a successful run it had been for you ladies. She was so proud of us. Um, she really had nothing to say. Throughout the game, she really encouraged us, and she was like, you just have to play your hearts out. I don't care um, what comes out of this game. I don't care if it's a win or a loss. I'm so proud of you ladies, and just play your heart out on the court right now. And that, that really um, was comforting to have a coach not necessarily care about the win, but that we made it that far and they were proud of us. And so it was just nice to hear. That's awesome for sure. And of course, you know, then uh, the, the postseason awards start coming out. Uh, you find out, you know, that you are uh, voted the player of the year by, uh, you know, not only uh, your peers, but, uh, you know, coaches as well. Uh, from around the league, I mean, what kind of, uh, you know, emotions did you have going through your uh, system, you know, once you found out, oh my gosh, I've been voted, you know, player of the year here in the NTL? Um, I was ecstatic. It was definitely crazy to hear because I play with so many great volleyball players. And to me, they are the players of the years because 
I definitely could not have received this award without all those people, like my competitors, my teammates, my coaches. They definitely won the award for me, so I have to give all props to them. Now, I think what a lot of people out there may not realize is is that the Lady Warriors were a very underclassman-heavy team. I think you only graduated uh, like maybe two, maybe three seniors uh, off this squad this year. So uh, kind of talk about you know what the future holds here for the Lady Warriors. Uh, next year looking very promising as well, right? Oh, definitely. We have so many athletes coming up. And our seniors this year, Rachel Martin and Trisha Gilbert, were great teammates and they were great volleyball players and they will be missed. But the underclassmen coming up will definitely show um, this upcoming year. Um, we definitely have spots to fill and they're big shoes to fill. But I have full confidence in the upcoming freshmen and sophomores that they will do great. Okay, Aslan. Now, of course, uh, before we get you out of here, obviously, uh, a lot of uh, athleticism in the Williams family. You know, obviously, you know, you had a great run with the volleyball side. I mean, you've got, uh, you know, your brothers right now on the football side of things as well. But, I mean, uh, how much credit, you know, goes out to the family support system that you guys have? I mean, uh, you know, between running for volleyball, for football, I mean, it's got to mean a lot to have, you know, your parents and everybody there in your corner. Oh my gosh, 100%. Without my parents, I could have never come this far as a volleyball player or as a person. And they are so understanding and loving and caring. They put us through club sports. They put us through um, gyms. And they help us out through the hard times, too. And um, my parents, my step-parents, my grandparents and Everybody in our family is so overwhelming with support and love that um, I couldn't ask for anything better. Well, I'll tell you what, as much as uh, I know the, the family side of things have been great, uh, you know, Warrior Nation has seemed to come out uh, for, you know, all of the uh, volleyball matchups as well. You know, you see the photos of the student section, uh, the parents uh, who come out and uh, support the Lady Warriors all the time. I mean, what's it like being in that gym and having all the uh, Warrior fans there to support the volleyball team? It's thrilling and exhilarating. It's it's crazy. Our student section is always booming, and um, it always puts a smile on my face to see all my um, classmates and friends in the student section cheering on for our team. And then when I see the parents and the grandparents and some community members that have no relation to our team at all, they're still there supporting us, and it means the world to not only me but our team. Our team loves it. And we thrive in that um, energy. All right, Aslan. So as we, uh, you know, finish up this interview here, uh, one final question uh, I definitely want to ask you is, you know, as uh, you conclude here uh, with your junior season, uh, what are some goals you're setting for yourself as, you know, you go through the off season and then uh, we circle the calendar and get ready for uh, next year, your senior year for NTL Volleyball? Um, some goals I definitely have is becoming um, a better teammate and a better leader on and off the court. But I also want to improve on my skills um, that I'll use outside of the um, high school volleyball court too. 
Sounds like you've got some pretty uh, good, uh, you know, ideas there and goals in your mind, and that's definitely great. And, uh, you know, not only congratulations to you, but uh, congratulations to Coach Wesneski as well uh, for being Coach of the Year. Uh, congratulations, you know, to the Lady Warriors as a whole on such a great season. But, uh, yes, Aslan Williams, NTL Volleyball Player of the Year this year, much-deserved uh, honor. You know, heard a lot of great things about uh, your season and uh, definitely was excited this week to be able to have you here on the NTL Now podcast. So, Aslan, good luck to you uh, in future endeavors and uh, good luck with your offseason and looking forward to seeing uh, what it is you bring to the volleyball court uh, once you hit your senior year. Thank you, and thank you for having me. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim McAninch today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. At Mansfield University, newly reduced tuition and housing rates make a great education even more affordable. Plus, small class sizes give you the value of a personalized education, rather than being just a number at a large university. Live the sweet life in Mansfield's on-campus residence halls, rated among the best in Pennsylvania. Learn more about how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Back here on the NTL Now podcast this week, and as always, it gives me great pleasure to welcome in this always welcomed guest to the podcast. While he may always insult me at times, and I will give it back, uh, I still respect his uh, professional prowess on uh, topics of sports. So, Mitch Rupert, as always, welcome back, and uh, thanks for taking some time this week on the podcast, my friend. Ratings are skyrocketing this week. Shane, you and I both know it. Well, skyrocketing this week. Just do me a favor and uh, don't let your performance sink at the end like the Eagles, okay? Uh, you could have gone Eagles or Phillies or Flyers. or It wouldn't have mattered. You know, you, you could pick and choose from either one. <laughs> well, regardless, I mean, it's still, uh, you know, always good to be able to have some good banner with you anyway. All right. So you and I show up to Danville High School Saturday uh, for a state playoff game with Canton and Old Forge. Now, obviously, Mitch, you hadn't seen the Warriors up to this point of the season, but still, you know, you're familiar with the backstory and just, you know, the, the triumph that this team had felt this year, uh, finally overcoming uh, the, the Muncie uh, hurdle that they had battled so long to get they get through the battle with high spire the week before i mean you know just as a football fan you had to feel you know the uh the good vibes the warriors were feeling coming into this one yeah i, I completely understood kind of why they were riding high you know and and talking to chris massey and, and a couple other people i said i'm, I'm really interested to see how Canton's going to respond week by week just because this is all so new for them. You know, Steelton Highspire is the defending state champ. This is a program that's used to being in the state tournament. Old Forge is the same way. They were in the state finals, I think, within the last five years or something. 
Bishop Guilfoyle has won state championships in the last seven or eight years. You know, even Muncie's been in the state tournament the last few years. You know, but this is this is a brand new experience for Canton. So, uh, you know, I said to Chris Massey, I'm just curious how how they're going to react when when the adversity strikes. You know, I know they can play. I know they have athletes. I know they're good up front and they run their their run game really well. Um, but but you know it's the old saying everybody has a plan till you get punched in the face. And I wanted to see what was going to happen when Canton got punched in the face. And um, man, they have found a way to get up off the canvas each of the last two weeks here. You know they hadn't trailed all year, and all of a sudden they're trailing at halftime against Steelton Highspire. They're trailing it at halftime last week against Old Forge and. You know, like like Nova came, you know, their offense is going to work eventually, and, and they just gave it time, and it eventually worked, you know. So it's been fun to watch here the last couple of weeks because I, I did watch the live stream of the Steelton game, and um, it, it's been fun to watch them respond to the adversity and, and, and really put together two good football games. Now, you talk about getting punched in the face. I think Old Forge did more than that. Like, it felt like that 15-round heavyweight fight where for, like, 12 rounds of that fight, Old Forge was basically taking 10-9 wins on the scorecard uh, to the judges after each round. And Canton just, you know, it seemed like, you know, they, they throw a jab here and there, but they just couldn't really get that good combination going. And, you know, I think, you know, your verbiage was the best I think I saw, you know, on Twitter. Uh, daggum, things just start to happen to change. And uh, we hit, like, the seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter. And I still can't explain to folks out there what it is we saw in that that final seven minutes. I mean, it, for me, it just seemed like the the magic switch just flipped and Old Forge went from knocking everything out of the park to just not being able to do anything right. Yeah, Shane, you were there. I mean, you, you, you got the feeling, and I think anybody who doesn't kind of agree with what I'm about to say just is lying to themselves a little bit. But with seven minutes and ten seconds to go, in that ball game on Saturday afternoon, it was a game that Canton had no business winning. They had no sustained offense to that point. I think they probably got more than half of their yardage to that point from the 71 yard pass to Hayden Ward. And there they're facing a fourth down from the 12 yard line in a goal to go situation, trailing by two touchdowns. If they don't get it with seven minutes to go, that's the ball game. You know, so with seven minutes and 10 seconds to go, that's a game they have no business winning. But then you get Cooper Kitchen throwing a perfect ball to the back corner of the end zone that, that Riley Parker's able to come down with for a touchdown. And all of a sudden, like, just that one score alone, you went, uh-oh, like, don't don't let this team get hot right now. Like, don't, don't let them get any confidence. It was the one spark they needed. Um, just to, to be alive in the game. And then they block a punt and score on the first play. And then they block another punt, you know, and then they intercept the pass. And, you know, they, they, they just, they found ways to make plays in a situation where it didn't feel like they could possibly make any plays. And, and you know, that's the toughness that I wanted to see. That's the resiliency that I wanted to see. I, I became a believer on Saturday afternoon that Canton is capable of winning a state championship. Will they win one? I have no idea. I, I honestly have no idea. High school football at this point of the season is still a little too unpredictable to say whether or not they will. 
But are they capable of winning one? They are absolutely capable of winning a state championship. You know, the first blocked punt, you went, okay, you know, sometimes a little luck happens. You get that, and, uh, you know, Canton goes in to tie it up. But when the second one happened, you just felt like things over on the Old Forge bench went, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening to us. And, you know, it kind of, like, flipped. Like, uh, Old Forge just hadn't felt like they'd been punched in the mouth all year like this, and they didn't know how to get up off the canvas. So here's the thing to kind of think about, Shane, is, Canton wins this game 20 to 14 in overtime. That could have been a 28 to 14 win in regulation, you know, because they blocked the second punt and they end up not scoring. They also fumbled the ball down on the, or maybe that was after the block punt. Yeah, they fumbled the ball down on the five yard line where, where they could have gone ahead there. Um, you know, so there's an opportunity to win this game in regulation by two scores when with seven minutes and 10 seconds to go, they're trailing by two scores. You know, that, that was the thing. And, and you know, Old Forge has been in this situation so many times before with a, a top three, a top five ranked team in the state, a number one ranked team in the state like they were on Saturday. And somehow something has always snake bit them. Uh, when they got to the state final a few years ago and lost, I think their kicker got hurt and they lost by a point, uh, I believe, on a on an extra point or something like that. I may be misremembering that, but, but that's just a snake bit program up in, in old forge. And I think I, I feel safe in saying that that old forge team was the best team that Canton's probably seen this year. The way old forge dominated Canton up front for that football game didn't surprise me, but it was startling to see that they were so good at the linebackers. They were so good up front. And, and when that, that game stayed a two-score game for the better part of three-and-a-half quarters, it felt like, you know, that balloon was waiting to burst, and it was just that first touchdown um, to, to get Canton, Canton some momentum, get them some energy, and, and get them going. You know, I think what's great is about this Canton experience is everybody says, you know, a, a first-time team, you know, a team who hasn't had this type of experience can lose focus. Well, I think the fact that, you know, a lot of the, you know, tougher competition this year actually projected by a lot of the sports writers and such was going to be, you know, on the eastern side of the Class A bracket, I think pretty much has helped this Canton team stay focused each and every week knowing that, you know, they faced a top four team the last, you know, three weeks of their postseason. Yeah, and, and that's what happens this time of year, you know. It's, um, you're, you're, you're not facing any more six and five teams or, or three win teams anymore. You know, these football teams you're facing are good. They're well thought of throughout the state, um, you know, and it, it only gets harder the longer you go on, you know. But at the same time, Canton wants to prove they belong, you know. This this is their first shot uh, in the state tournament in 31 years. You don't think they want to prove that they belong on this stage? Um, you know, so they're, they're going to give their best shot. You know, they're going to be ready to go no matter who they put in front of them. Um, they're going to play the way they do because that that's my favorite thing about this Canton team and watching them the last two weeks. They haven't gotten out of what they do. Like, even when the run game wasn't working on Saturday, they were still going to pound it here and there, and they were going to hope that they could keep getting three and four yards equipped and maybe move the sticks a little bit. They, they never panicked. And, and that's what I've really enjoyed about watching this team. And it, it, they, they, they haven't let their emotions get too high. They haven't let them get too low. Uh, they, they just 
they're just canting. You know, they're they're just they're playing as themselves. They're they're you know they're they're not looking too much, reading too much into each week. They just want to go one and zero every weekend. I think what I really love about this team this year is, uh, you know, it just has a feel to it. You know what I mean? You can like talk about and reflect on like the last three years, you know, whether top to bottom, this is the most talented team, whatever. But sometimes, you know, it's just that right set of circumstances, just that right bonding of kids that come together. And for some reason, it just feels like there's a different vibe this year uh, amongst this group. I mean, the seniors and juniors and even, uh, you know, the incorporated sophomores that they have uh, just top to bottom. It just feels like uh, this is like that true brotherhood that every coach dreams of it, it really is like and it, it's an overused cliche but it feels like a family you know even just being around them saturday after the game they, they seem to genuinely like each other and they seem to genuinely want to play well for each other i mean you know riley parker tells me after the game he broke his finger he's got it all wrapped up and there's blood dripping out of the the, the tape at the end of his finger, you know, but, but he wanted it wrapped up so he could get back in there in overtime and help out if he needed to, because he knows how important this is to, to his teammates uh, around him, you know, and, and, and that only being there for one game, Shane, I got that feel. I got that feel that, that this is a family. Like this group has been together. I mean, they've grown up together. I mean, most of these kids are, are the same age. We, we waited for them to come up on the wrestling mat to see, um, you know, what they were going to do in, at the varsity wrestling level. And now these, these kids are maturing a little bit. You know, they're, they're getting a little bigger, a little stronger, um, on top of some really good coaching, uh, that they've had. You know, everything's kind of coming together. You know, there's no superstar on this team. And, and I think that's their strength is that there is no superstar on this team. They can rely on anybody to make a play. You know, obviously, uh, Canton was not very favorable of, uh, you know, the uh, location that came out uh, for their next game for the state semis, having to go to basically Guilfoyle's backyard uh, for this uh, upcoming matchup on Friday. But, you know, I almost think, like, this works as an advantage for Canton, you know? I mean, these kids relish kind of that chip on their shoulder, that challenge to say, okay, you want us to come play you there? We're going to do that. And that's kind of the mentality this team has. Yeah, they, they and they should. I mean, the, you you can either complain about the situation or you can absorb it and, and use it to fuel you. And and I think that's what they've done. You know, seeing on on social media that uh, they filled up two fan buses and they're they're working on filling up a third to take fans down to this game. That doesn't surprise me in this in the least bit. You know, the the community is really rallying around this team and and they love to see it, you know, because there haven't been a whole lot of opportunities in the Northern tier to see a deep run in the state tournament like this before, you know. So um, I I really think they they are going to respond to this in the correct way. I worry about a day in school uh, and then, you know, making that trip to to Altoona to, to, to play in a football game, which is probably two and a half, three hours by bus. Um, you know, that can be hard if you haven't done a lot of that uh, before, you know, and, and, and Canton has, hasn't had to travel uh, really long distances to play, you know, so that can, that can wear on you if you let it. But if you have the right mindset, you prepare your body the correct way. Um, it, it just is what it is. It's just another hurdle on the track that you got to clear. 
Hey, just another great challenge in uh, the football season so far of the Canton Warriors and definitely uh, looking forward to seeing this next one come up on Friday night. Now, of course, uh, talking with Mitch Rupert here on the NTL Now podcast. Now, Mitch, we've talked a little football here, but uh, before I get you out of here this week, obviously, uh, you know, you are in the midst of a brand new challenge uh, in your wrestling career uh, as far as coverage goes. Uh, We'll let you talk about that here in just a little bit. But, you know, Mitch, it seems like more and more this offseason, we've seen a growth in the implementation of girls' programs throughout the state of Pennsylvania. I think we are over, like, what, 25 programs now? I think maybe 26 that have been uh, released uh, out in the papers so far. I mean, what's this reaction uh, of yours seeing how this growth of girls wrestling is starting to expand in Pennsylvania? We've been really lucky in District 4. Going back a few years to when Vail Ray Baker uh, was wrestling down at Benton and she was within one win of qualifying for the regional tournament that year. Like, we've seen... Um, Maya Lehman at, at Canton has success uh, wrestling. And, and it, it, I think we, we all understand as fans of the sport that you can't ask these girls to wrestle against the guys much longer. You know, women's wrestling is growing on the international level. It is growing on the college level. Lock Haven's in the first year uh, of their program. They just actually got into the national rankings. Uh, this week for the first time, um, you know, women's wrestling is growing everywhere. I think there are 25 states or something like that in, in the country which have sanctioned girls wrestling as a sport. And for Pennsylvania to, to not be one of those being the best wrestling state in the country, that's a shame. So people have taken it upon their shoulders to really push this and I think we're up to about 30 teams now, 30 schools that have girls wrestling as a program. I think Milton is the first one in District 4 to get one. I know District 2 has a couple right now. Central Mountain started theirs last year. Um, a, a team, you know, I think District 4 teams are familiar with them. Um, we need it. We need it. You know, at, at 25 teams, they can apply to the PIAA to be an emerging sport. At 100 teams, the PIAA will sanction it as an official sport. And, and I just want to see a level playing field. I mean, the girls who wrestle, they'll wrestle whoever it is, girl, boy, whoever they, they'll rest. They just want to compete just like the guys want to compete. But, but I want to see a level playing field for them. I want to see them get the opportunity to grow as wrestlers and, 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 and really learn to love the sport the way us as fans have learned to love the sport. Now, I, I know uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, Athens High School actually had kind of a, an, an inch, kind of like a drawing interest night, uh, like a club night where they invited girls, I think, uh, from grades like five up to seniors to kind of gauge the interest. I heard that was a pretty successful night. I don't know where the ball is rolling uh, after that, but I at least heard, you know, that's a positive step in the right direction. Now, the next thing I might ask you, Mitch, is obviously, you know, yes, we've seen like the Valvray Baker. We've seen the Maya Lehman from time to time. Uh, Williamson uh, just had what the Hungerford girl I think was there uh, in Williamson too. Uh, overall, uh, do you think? And I'm just speaking from our you know kind of knowing of District Four. Is there the the big interest though uh, throughout our district? You know to uh, maybe sanction more programs in our district. Do you think it's there? I think it's there on the coach level um, where 
they're going to be able to easily recruit girls out to the wrestling team if there's a girls wrestling team. There are going to be a lot of parents and a lot of athletes who just don't want to wrestle against the boys. And, and I understand that to an extent, um, especially from, from a parent's perspective. Um, but, but I think the coaches want to get girls wrestling teams because it's going to grow that interest. And, and I think when she, what you'll see is once teams start, they're, they're going to grow quickly. You know, I've, I've said long, long ago that the PIAA is going about this backwards, that they're saying when a hundred schools have teams, they'll sanction the sport. What the PIAA needs to do is say in 2023, we're going to hold our first sanctioned girls state tournament. And then you'll see everybody start to form teams. Girls really get interested in the sport. I think they're going about it backwards right now, but we're still getting great growth. How much more we're going to get in district four. I don't know. You know, that's, that's up to each individual school district and it's, and it's hard to ask them to put out more money right now. when when budgets are so tight, I get that. I understand that, but this is a great opportunity to get more kids involved. I mean, if you want to talk about it as anything else, learning how to wrestle is a great self-defense mechanism. You know, and and it and it teaches it teaches boys and girls to be confident and to defend yourself. Um, you know, bullying is such a, a a big topic of discussion in schools right now. You know, knowing how to defend yourself is a good thing. Knowing how to be confident in yourself is a good thing. Pushing yourself is a good thing. You know, there are so many things, and we all know this as fans of wrestling. There are so many good things you learn about life. Uh, from wrestling and i just hope more people get the opportunity to try i'll tell you what man it is definitely going to be interesting to see uh how many more programs we add but uh i i alone feel like you know up to the 30 program mark so far and i think that's just been within what like the last year anyway i mean this is Mm -hmm. awesome just to see you know how far we've come in just the last year so i'm definitely anxious to see uh how much further we grow uh for sure as far as adding on programs now mitch uh before we get you out of here this week uh obviously you know you have moved on to different endeavors and such but i know a lot of folks out there you know who uh follow the podcast and stuff do love following a lot of your work so kind of uh you know enlighten the listeners out there as to uh your next endeavor as far as uh wrestling coverage goes my man Sure. Yeah. When when I left the, uh, the the Sun Gazette back at the end of July, uh, I wasn't sure how much coverage I was going to do, um, you know. But Jeff Upson, who who owns and runs PA Power Wrestling, has been a friend of mine for about ten years now, uh, and he reached out to me that day, the, the day that I announced I was leaving, and uh, he he said, you know, we, we'd love to have you come on board here and, and do whatever you want. And I said, you know, give me some time. Let me figure out how much I want to do and, and I'll get back to you. And, and that day he says, good, you're hired. <laughs> so we, we circled back around about a, you know, two, three months later and he asked if I was interested and, and I've really gotten the itch to, to still stay involved in wrestling coverage. So I'm going to be working with PA power wrestling um, this winter, doing some high school stuff, some college stuff. I have some ideas uh, that I want to do. I, I, I you know, I, I explained to Jeff, kind of my ideas on what I think I can do from home. I've moved up to the Wilkes-Barre area, um, so I'm not in, in the middle of District 4 anymore, but I'll still be out there to cover events. I'm going to be at the Top Hat uh, in 10 days when that starts to, to do stuff for them. 
Um, I'm sure I'll probably be up here in District 2 for the Tunkhannock tournament around Christmas, you know, and I can make runs down to District 11 and District 3. I'm not that far. So I'll be around. I, I may not be as, as in deep in, in District 4 as I have been in the past, but I'm I'm still basically going to be the District 4 uh, contributor for PA Power Wrestling, so you can expect to see uh, a good amount of coverage on there. All right, man. Hey, looking forward to it, and uh, you know, definitely excited for you and this next uh, adventure in your professional career. And uh, just so you know, uh, there's always a spot for you here on the podcast when uh, you know we want to talk some wrestling, especially when we get down towards uh, the postseason and such. So, my man, congratulations to you. Glad to see uh, you know that uh, spark coming back to you for the wrestling coverage and such. And uh, it was awesome to see you at Danville this past Saturday. And uh, definitely looking forward to catching up with you more as we head into the winter sports season likewise shane i appreciate you having me on i'm willing to join you anytime as long as you don't make me climb the ladder at williamsport hey anytime uh, i want you to climb the ladder in williamsport i'll just say pay me 20 bucks to make you not have to climb it i will pay you 20 bucks to not have to climb it that's 20 dollars well spent man Always good to hear from Mitch Rupert here on the NTL Now podcast. And, of course, as you just heard from him, check out his wrestling coverage coming up this wrestling season on PA Power Wrestling. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, exactly what he's going to do throughout District 2, District 4, uh, Districts 11, and District 3. I'm sure it's going to be awesome stuff. All right. Anyway, I uh, want to take some time now and uh, thank Mitch for joining me here this week. Also, want to thank the NTL Volleyball Player of the Year, Aslan Williams, for joining us as well. And, of course, all of the listeners out there, too, for downloading the podcast this week. Have yourselves a great rest of the week. I got to rest up. Get ready to head to Altoona on Friday night. Remember, it's Canton. It's Bishop Guilfoyle, the state semifinals. You'll hear it live on Wiggle 100, online at wiggle100.com, and, of course, on the TuneIn Radio app by searching WHGL. So with that, have yourselves a great rest of the week. I will talk to you later on. I'm Shane Wilbur, and of course, as always, the NTL Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.